Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in Double Deuce episode 358. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't hate on number 358. We've got, got it got a very special episode for you today. What's so special about it? I mean, it's been a long day. It's been a long, hard day. I'm not going to lie to you, Nelson, and I'm ready to kick back with you and our our listeners and uh, and just sort of... And talk some shit and, and really, yeah. you know, like like make a lot of things happen. Yeah. We're yeah. in a new location. We're in my kitchen. Yeah. Nelson's kitchen. Get to listen to this. That's what it sounds like. That's the sound kitchen. of kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. It's a nice kitchen. It's got a refrigerator and an oven and a dishwasher and an island. You know... Uh, no one ever talks about your kitchen island discs. They call it a bar. I thought it was, I guess it's technically part of the, it's locked into I, the wall. I think that might be why, I I don't know. That's just how I knew it. Well, it no, maybe maybe now it'd be an island, but back yeah. when, in the 60s, when they yeah. when my grandfather built this house, it, they called it a bar. There you go. That's a history lesson for you kids. <laughs> you heard it here first. No bar is an island, they say. But maybe it is because it's built into the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it. I don't know. I mean, this is probably more time we've spent talking about your kitchen than yeah. we ever have. It's never come up. Yep. This is a really intense deep dive into Nelson's kitchen. Yeah. Um, do you have a a dish that, that your mom makes that's like the best thing in the world that makes you happy? Like, is, is your mom a, like a, a cooking mom? Um... She cooked some. Yeah. But she didn't cook as much for like a while. So there's not anything like I don't remember that many specific meals that we ate when I was a kid. And I feel like at a certain point, mm-hmm. um, we weren't cooking bigger meals as much anymore. So it's kind of a blur. I don't know. She definitely makes like uh, a few soups and casserole type things that I dig, though. Yeah. 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 See, I, my, my dad actually did most of the memorable dishes, mm-hmm. which is, uh, ironic since, you know, my mom is probably actually the better cook. I, I can say this because neither one of them really listened to the podcast. Yeah. So I feel like. But only when you say things like that <laughs> that might hurt their feelings <laughs> or make them feel weird. That's right. when they listen. Yeah. So. No, we can't. So hi, Rick and Jeannie. Yeah. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no, mom, mom, mom. Uh, I, I remember mom bringing home a lot of food, um, and uh, we and we we would try to eat at the dinner table. But they had shows all the time, so mm-hmm. a lot of times it was just like, eat whatever you can get. Here, here's ten bucks for pizza. You, mm-hmm. you know, then the babysitter. I feel like a lot too. It was maybe not like a meal from scratch as much as it was like a doctored, like uh, kind of a thing. Like combining a couple like store bought things with some extra spices or and some cheese or something. Yeah, yeah. As looking opposed through, to, yeah, like making shit from scratch as much. Looking through some of those those old school recipes, like like uh, when Jack's grandmother passed away, she left her a whole bunch of recipes, and they all are like you're basically combining like cans of stuff into mm. casserole dishes, and 
with a lot of Crisco. And you know what? Her uh, she makes good chocolate chip cookies. I remember that from back in the day, all the way through. She always makes cookies around Christmas time. Yeah, she makes good uh, chocolate chip cookies and ginger snaps. Yeah, she makes good sugar cookies too. But I, that's like third on the list below the chocolate chip and the ginger snaps for me. Yeah, I like a sugar cookie, but I'm not. I, I if you offer me one, I'm like, let's go. Yeah, but am I? I'm not going to walk somewhere. To get a sugar cookie. I'm not going to put in too much effort. Even if it's a good one like she makes. Yeah. I'm like, give me them chocolate chips and them ginger snaps. I, I remember a lot of big theatrical meals that were not at all practical, but were mm-hmm. uh, delightfully theatrical. Like the, the, like the things I remember are like uh, the time we did lobsters and dad was like doing a lobster race on the floor. And mom's like, we're going to have to eat those. And Dad's like, it's funny, and it just seemed like a little bit of cruelty to watch these lobsters sort of slowly scurry across the floor and then put them in a boiling pot of water. And then, like, the time that we made pasta with a Cuisinart pasta attachment, my folks were so excited because they got a Cuisinart, which was, like, the height of culinary technology at the time and it took literally five and a half hours for them to figure out how to make this pasta when you could buy it at the store in like five minutes and the flavor was not appreciably better but they were so happy there was there was i do i definitely remember certain things that were like a hey here's a new like thing that's going around like they would be inclined to pick up like a new kind of pasta maker. I remember the bread machine times, and we actually talked about this randomly <laughs> last week at D and D with some people about the bread machine bread because I definitely <laughs> remember for like a like at least a year or two eating the bread machine bread yeah. at least at first like a lot, and then after that sometimes I feel yeah. like we stopped just making it to make loaves of bread. Uh, but would use it still to make like more special kind of bread, like breads for certain meals, but not for just to have bread around anymore after a certain point. Nice, nice. Uh, one thing, I, 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 cylindrical we, bread, people. Since this is turning, <laughs> these kids into... <laughs> won't believe it. Our bread could come in cylinders sometimes in the eighties to early nineties. That's right. You pop a bunch of ingredients in, out pops mm-hmm. bread. It was magic. I mean, the, the dope thing was, like, when it first, that night, like, when it was just baked, it had, like, a lot of high qualities. I don't know that it traveled as well as your store-brought bread. <laughs> like, right. so I feel like that's why, like, you could only make it so much because, like, when you were stacking bread on bread, like, it didn't have, say, like, preservatives and things in it, and you were just making too much bread at a yeah. certain point. Yeah. You're like... This bread loses its luster after a couple days sometimes. I, I, I recently got into some, some bread making mm-hmm. with instant instant yeast, uh, sort of uh, butter bread. Sort it, of bread. it was an interesting idea just for that, like, crock pot, now instant pot idea of, like, hey, you just put a bunch of shit in this thing, and you can even, like, set a timer on it so it starts, like, when do you want this bread to be done? It'll fucking do it. It'll do everything. You just put the <laughs> stuff in, hit some buttons, walk away. Yeah. And that was that was the thing, the novelty of that was, like, ooh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Make it, and they gave you the little book with all the bread recipes. Man, I really feel like for the Patreon, we just need a sound clip of you going, ooh, because I think that could be handy in so many situations. Um, <laughs> the ooh. Uh, all right. I made a note to isolate that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We're going to need it. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, since we're having Kitchen Confidential, I want to say one more one more fond memory, and that was the Chex Manufacturing Plant. Like, my folks... What's that place like? Well, I've never been there. Where is it? It's in Tell my, me everything. It's my parents' Tell kitchen. Tell us everything. My parents' kitchen in the fall. I'm going like, into journalist mode. I want to know things about the Chex plant. So they would get so intense about Chex Mix. Like, it was a palava, man. There would be the big trip to the store where you got all of the checks and we don't eat checks normally like the only time i remember having checks is in the weeks after we made checks bags we certainly never did the like checks as a cereal like it was originally intended but right. we would buy the checks mix or make the checks mix the way that checks is meant to be eaten that's right and they would uh and, and how long was it before they realized what checks was for when checks was just a thing <laughs> that people were like Pouring milk over and eating with a spoon like idiots. I don't know, but I feel with like no seasoning on it. I feel like unsung and unsung heroes of uh, of America, and I'm assuming it's American. Can you imagine because... eating the wheat checks when they're not doused in oh, seasoning? Oh my god! Just in a bowl with some yeah, milk. No, that sounds like a nightmare. No, <laughs> no, like that's something you do when you've given up all hope of living. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they that's some like zombie apocalypse shit. Where you're like, oh, we found food. It sucks. But we're so hungry. But who, the person who I think is missing from the Smithsonian who should be in there is the first pilgrim who invented Chex Mix, who was like, uh, oh, my lordy, I know what I could do with these. I put them all together. General Washington, try this mix. And uh, and he's like, that's oh, how we won the war. This is good Chex Mix. Chex Mix is how we win a war. That just, we haven't done in a minute. Just an advertising note: If you ever want to like drive the ad home, just place it during the Revolutionary War and have it help us win the war for independence. That's right. Because people love that. No shit. one can argue. People with it. love not being under the boot heel of the British. And since nothing's proved that more than a dead queen. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! We just went from the founder mm-hmm. of Checks Mix. Sorry. You know what? And here's the thing. We're going to have to leave that for later because I'm kicking back into the journalist mode. I went into weird Nelson aside mode, but she went to a Chex Mix factory and I need to know everything. Okay, so I, I, I was, it was an analogy for my house at the time of the making of Chex Mix because they would get all of the Chex Mix and they would make. Sorry, it. the whole thing was a metaphor. Or did you go to a Chex factory? We didn't actually go to a Chex factory. No. This, this oh, is, no. We created a factory in my kitchen. I feel like, I feel like that, that, that time when Oprah had the guy who like lied about his book on. Yeah. I feel like I got, I got, I got, I got. Oprah lied to you. Know, I never lied to you. I just, I, I called it a factory in the sense that you, you, you made some implications and you never once says I was running on about wow. how exci- excited I was. I mean, I tried to stop you. Well, but okay. You, well, you we'll so still, excited. all right. We'll describe this factory. It was factory-esque in that everybody had jobs. What, what were the smells? Take, take us back in the way Proust would. Well, imagine, if you will, uh, a small Midwest suburban kitchen I mean, much like this one. Much like this one, uh, <laughs> with an island that's a, probably a bar, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, laid out everywhere are different uh, delights, such as pretzels and checks and peanuts and, oh, butter. So much butter uh, just boiling away merrily in the microwave uh, for, for 35 seconds at a time. And all thrown into paper bags. It was always paper bags. We had to get paper Dylan's bags and put all the checks mix in paper Dylan's bags. And that's how you mixed it up. And you couldn't do it without paper bags. 
you had to have paper bags. That's why I thought it was like a factory. You had to have paper bags. You had to have paper bags. You used to bags. use paper bags for stuff back then. That, that was a cooking implement for like mixing stuff up. The bags would get grease stained. Also, you you just get paper bags at the grocery store more back then. You just had them. They're yeah, like floating yeah. around all the, the time. Nobody said, do you want paper or plastic? They just said, here, have paper. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was before plastic. There weren't many yeah. plastic bags. And you know what? I, I, I missed that time. I feel like there was something about the image of someone carrying two big paper bags of groceries mm-hmm. that, that feels like, you know, kind of fits in with that hunter-gatherer. It's, kind of, it's kind of that platonic ideal of going to the grocery stores that at least one bag should be a paper bag and right, stuff. Right, right. Uh, and, and then, then we'd make it and then we would, and then this, this always boggled my mind. It was so good. And what would we do with it? We would give it away. We would give it away to people. We would put it in tins and we would give it away. And you I'm kept like, some, why right? are, we'd keep some, but it was never enough. You can never, <laughs> you never have enough checks mix at home. It's true. You it's know, a fun time. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, what do these people do to deserve this? I mean, they're, they're only tangentially friends anywhere. None of them are over at the house. You don't really care about these people, but once a year when you give away my checks mix, you assholes. I wanted to strike. I wanted to start a strike at the factory and be like, let's the workers who create the 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 the, the products control. What, the means what was of your production. percentage of the production flow? Thirteen percent. Okay, I so, mean, mostly, so they probably could have figured it out even without scabs. Yeah, or just hired your yeah, yeah, sister I mean, to do was, that thirteen percent. Oh, she didn't do shit. She would. Oh, always but maybe lie. she would have. You struck, if you struck, maybe she would have swept it, swept in, grabbed those jobs. Taking all your sweet bennies. Uh, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. She was like too busy, like watching Saved by the Bell and eating fucking Crunchyos. We were all watching Saved by the Bell, and we all had time to do production work. Can I have a beer, please? Yeah, you absolutely may. Thank but, you. But here's the thing. I mean, okay. it was. It was. Let uh, me know the thing. It was a glorious joy and a mm-hmm. disappointment. And I have tried to recreate my parents' checks mix down to the paper bags. I've gone in, I've stolen, and I'm not proud of this. I've literally grabbed five paper bags on my way out of Dylan's, like from the, the little place where they keep them uh, by the by the counter there, the checkout, and I've stolen five paper bags, and, and I've taken them home, and I've filled them with Chex Mix, and they've gotten greasy. It looked like the right thing, but it's never quite the same. Never quite the same. Yeah. Uh, Sriracha. It's, it's, some, it's some of... Is some of the lack of quality to your mind just nostalgia, or or was there is there something you're missing? Is there some ingredient that's that's fucking with the flavor? I don't know. In a way that you or you just can't get the mix right. It's like you've got not, the right ingredients, but your your percentages are off. It's it's maybe it's a little bit like it's a it's a little it's it's forty percent less umami. Mm. And I'm not sure did what they that use, umami did is. They, you have the, the full recipe, or are they hiding something from they're, you? They're because, hiding it. Because you were instigating yeah. uh, potential union activity in their plant, and they're like, well, we can't let them try to break off and start their own production. I don't think they we ever keep the secret sauce trusted secret. my sister and I with a lot of secrets. Mm. You know, it was, it was one of those things. I mean, I'm only now finding out things that, Really, were fundamental to how the day to day process of my life worked back then, but yeah. it's shocking in their uh, in their in their levels of uh, of uh, of covertness. You know, they were they were hiding so much. Um, I mean, I really grew up 
in a situation a lot like you know how in Watership Down the little rabbits go to that warren and like everybody's well fed and they all like are they look like they should be really happy but they're they're fucking terrified and uh, the rabbits are like well this seems pretty good why are you all terrified and then a rabbit gets caught in a, at a snare and they're like no that's just the price we pay that's just the price we pay for this life is that some of us die randomly that's sort of how my upbringing was. Yeah. Like I got to say, Watership Down is a little bit of a faded blur for me. It's been a really long time. It's about the rabbits. I remember the, the gist. Yeah. But I don't remember very many details. I feel like it was one of those things I clocked as like, this thing's a huge bummer. <laughs> and so I stopped watching it so much when it wasn't just a thing that was on TV yeah, anymore. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think I've gone back in a long time. Two things. I remember that. it being good, but I also remember it being a huge bummer. The, if you haven't caught it, the, the, they did a revisit on Netflix that's actually pretty good. It's like a multiple part animated series that's not quite as horrifically violent as the as the old eighties cartoon. Which that made, was the thing. I remember that cartoon being. I mean, it was it was of its time, where in that like late seventies to mid eighties period where they're just like kids can handle it <laughs> right. like with the famous transformers the movie that contained multiple genocides <laughs> and such things but i remember yeah being violent and, and bloody and kind of a bummer i feel like maybe it was happy at the end i don't remember i just remember being bummed the fuck out what's the name of that artist who did it uh, I, it's uh, it's the same guy who did the the Lord of the Rings. He did the Hobbit. oh the Rankin and Bass. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. did a whole bunch of shit. The yeah. funny thing about it, I'd be interested to watch it just because of that. Because uh, I watched the shit out of the Hobbit and the Return of the King. Rankin and Basses. I've, I've even like I had the like VC VHS tape, like just taped off of HBO or whatever. Yeah, and then had them on DVD. I hadn't seen, maybe since I was a kid, The Last Unicorn that they made. But what's wild is, like, just seeing that animation style, but mostly hearing the same voice actors doing different characters. <laughs> and it's, like, all the same voice actors. You're like, I, I know all these characters <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. So now I want to watch it just to see who the fuck plays who. Uh, Ollie really dug the regular Bass Hobbit. He, yeah. he loved it. He it's likes good. it. He likes it, it trims the fat yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways of, like, let's keep this... Uh, Let's keep this this tight, and then also let's let's amp the anti war message at right. the end. Uh, but you know what what is delightful about it when you go back? Like literally, more more dwarves die, I yeah. believe, in the Rankin and Bass than actually yeah. die in the book. Um, also, the music mm -hmm. is horrible. <laughs> like you need to go back and listen to it just to hear how bad it surprised me. I was like, oh no, this is really. Really terrible. It's of a real specific style. I can't yeah. remember that dude's name. Uh, I know my dad liked him. <laughs> but I think partially because of the Tolkien connection. Right. But Is it Harry Chapin? Because he no, used to write a lot of stuff back then. Fucking, what's his name? Uh, Would you like to hear more Harry Chapin and the Patreon singing? I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't mind you doing... Uh, you know... I was asking the listeners. Here's the thing. Yeah. Well, but I, I represent the, the will of the listeners and the heart of the listeners when it comes to, to the music. Let's just make sure it stays representation and not dictation because there's a yeah. fine line before you start becoming a fascist I'm, I'm just leader. saying you don't have to... You, you can pick one of the fun ones. You don't have to go to the to the sad songs. <laughs> what which what are fun Harry Chapin songs? I mean, they're all sad. They're like all about. 
I mean, 50,000 pounds of bananas is That's pretty what, funny. exactly what I was thinking. That was the tragedy. one I was thinking. It is a tragedy, but it's a funny tragedy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Harry Chapin. Mm-hmm. I'd like to encourage you now to stop the podcast, listen to 50,000 pounds of bananas, and then come back and let us know how you felt. Hashtag double deuce 50,000 Chapins. That's a long tag. You might have room for a, a few words in there after that tag. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Well, I'm, I feel like it's a little better since they doubled the... Remember back in the day where, where you had half as much yeah, news? Yeah, yeah. It, it was so hard to get anything across. You were always making crazy edits. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true, it's true. You'd start taking vowels out on words where you're like, I don't necessarily need this vowel. I feel like there's just times you're like, you know, I, I can't convey this thing. I was tr- this, this joke needs more characters to, to, <laughs> for it to work. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, since we're nearing the end of Kitchen Confidential, uh, yeah. a Kitchen Island story, um, I, I'd like to I'd like to make a quick plug um, for my new favorite T-shirt shop because, uh, as you know, and as many of our listeners may know, I am something of a of a T-shirt aficionado. I like funny T-shirts, and I'd like to give a shout out to our friends at Raygun, who should be a sponsor. So, Raygun, if you're listening, like sponsor our podcast. Because I love your shirts, and I want you to send me free shirts. In fact, I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. It says the Kansas City Jayhawks, yeah. and it has a Jayhawk on it because because yeah. uh, after they won the national championships on air, mm-hmm. one of the announcers was like, the Kansas City Jayhawks, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was hilarious. And now I just now nobody remembers that, but, but the shirt is still here. So they're like, well, you know, they're, they're, they're not in Kansas City. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, dipshit. That's the point. That's the whole freaking point. Speaking of Kansas, right now, as we close, the Houston game is still going on, and we're up. Hey, there you go. We were down, we were down 14 nothing, and then we just started running all over their asses. It, it, I forgot how fun it is to have a good quarterback. It's it, been so long. It's it's so weird. Everybody uh, has been like, oh, the Jayhawks game's on. I'm like, it's not basketball season yet. I'm just so used to them not having a good football team that I pay no attention. Yeah. Honestly, the last few years they've been like scrappy, they but not winning. But you could see like they were they were making some moves, and then we we got a good coach in. Yeah, it seems to have like elevated things for a while. Uh, frequent uh, guest uh, Jeremy Amon was cooking for the KU athletics team mm-hmm. when he was working at KU for the football team. So he got to know some of those guys a few years back, but they were also losing during that time. So, yeah. yeah. He's not cooking for him. Now. I remember that would be funny, like some of the years where we were just real bad, like back in the day when they were real bad, where they would like try to get into the movies for free. They'd be like, come on, man, I play for KU. And, and the box office would be like, you play football for KU. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 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 It was a rough time. It was a rough time, but they were real bad back then. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Like, yeah. Bad in the, like, they were, like, falling down the hill, too, because they'd been decent for a while. I think they had gone to a, a decent bowl game, like, the year before I moved here, and then it was, like, they kept that coach around way too long as they just kept getting worse and worse. <laughs> it just kept being a bummer. Because it was also like a, they could contend, but they would lose a lot. And that like was like, a, oh, man, this is going from 
bad to worse every year. Uh, I feel like we we just ended on a bummer. Yeah, no, it's going. But no, but right now we're up twenty eight to fourteen. It's almost halftime. There is a fucking weather delay forever. Send us your Chex Mix recipes. I was worried it was right in the middle of us having a shitload of momentum. I'm like, I hope that long weather delay doesn't fuck our momentum up. It did not. We scored and scored again. It's Chex Mix season. I'm trying to is it? Well, every season's Chex Mix season. I mean, but. No, it's not. It is if you have love in your heart and Chex Mix in your belly. What more do you need? The answer's nothing. <laughs> double deuce. Forgot how we end this for a second. It's when I yell double deuce. That's yeah, when it ends. Nice job. It's over now. Now it's over because I yelled it. I yelled double deuce. Have you actually cut the bike? That's the other thing you usually do. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting around to it. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the decaduces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff so much stuff that's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah yeah Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.